Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time. First podcast of the year, 2020. We're recording this on January 1st. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is the man who's right 52% of the time, Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I'm liking those odds. That's yeah. how I am. <laughs> well, if you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. <laughs> All right, Bill, you're off the hook. Uh, <laughs> that, of course, was the voice of uh, Craig Needles rounding out our trifecta. How are you, Craig? Doing well. All right. So I crunched a few of our numbers just for funsies today since I, I, I had the day off. I was looking at some of, uh, some of the interesting little tidbits. Um, for the year uh, 2019 as far as gambling. Here's the all-time record right now. Uh, this is 420 picks over the course of, I think, four years for us. Uh, Bill, you remain in first, and I wasn't joking. You're right 52% of the time. Uh, 211, 196, and 13. Uh, I'm in second, 50%. Listen to this record from Matt Pierce over four years. 205, 205, and 10. <laughs> I am even Steven. That is quite ridiculous, actually. Uh, Craig Needles, uh, technically in last, 199. Got to break that 200 barrier next year, 204 and 17. Technically have fewer wrong than me because of the, uh, the 17 the pushes. pushes. Yeah. yeah. Man, 17 pushes. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a fair amount. Um, we were, I think this was our, our, you had another three this year. Uh, I had the one, Bill, uh, Bill had two. Bill actually did, uh, I think in the, like the last three weeks, <laughs> accumulated his two pushes. He was doing all right there for the while. I'd like to go one year where uh, one of us has no pushes, just an even win loss record. But yeah, it's tough. There's too many tempting three point lines that end up yeah. being uh, uh, that end up being overtime pushes, games so. or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so here were some of the statistics I thought, and these are just kind of uh, some funky stuff. Uh, the team that we all won the most money on, here's the teams that were the best to us. Uh, for myself, the Miami Dolphins came through for me five times. Uh, Craig Needles, uh, Arizona Cardinals, six times they came through for you. I had a great read on Arizona this year. Yeah, six, six times Arizona Cardinals came through for you. Uh, Bill Needles, New Orleans Saints, five for you. You were, you were, you were on the Saints bandwagon there, so, uh. That ends uh, this one. Yeah. As far as losses went, the team that uh, I got, I was wrong on the most, was uh, Washington. I, uh, I I was taking a lot of those Washington <laughs> high lines, and uh, boy, they, they were not, not covering. <laughs> they were not covering, so what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of not covering, Craig, the team you trusted the most, uh, Cleveland Browns, and they did not come through for you. Five, uh, five particular losses. Oh. Over the course of the years. Uh, Bill, for you, it was a tie uh, for the two teams you trusted the most that let you down. Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons. I was thinking the Falcons. Bears surprises me, but no. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to see if there was a team that we just flat out never bet the entire uh, season. Uh, that ended up being like either, either on or against. Uh, the team that I never bet, I had four teams that I never bet on, either for or against the entire, uh, or sorry, just never bet on them. But yeah. uh, I, but like 
they clip me in some fashion throughout the year. Uh, for me, it was Buffalo, Seattle, Chicago, and the Jets. Those are four teams I placed zero wagers on. Uh, for you, Craig, it was Atlanta and Washington. You completely stayed away from those two. I feel um, good about that. Yeah, and Bill, uh, for you, it was Cincinnati, Oakland, and Philadelphia. You never bet on those. And going one further, Craig, you like like those those names I just mentioned. Other than the the one team I'm about to mention, uh, we never bet on them, but we we bet in games that they were involved in. Uh, except for one team, you did not for 17 straight weeks. You did not bet on or against games involving the Washington Redskins. Oh damn it! I just. Blew. Yeah. Oh, wow. Son One in the swear jar. Got through it. 17 weeks and you didn't do it. Ah, <laughs> son of a bee sting. And they're not going to come up in the next four weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is the la- literally the last time you could have done it. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, God. Nearly just ruined our perfect season, you guys. Uh, it's Jim Joyce at the end uh, with, with one out to go there. Damn it. But, yeah, you, uh, the, what, you, the, you I'm surprised by that that yeah. I never once took even, yeah. like, but no, here's the thing with Washington. I never trust them to cover even the biggest of lines, mm-hmm. and they're often, uh, you know, double digit under double digit underdogs. So I wasn't going to trust teams to cover those spreads either. So that yeah. it doesn't surprise me when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, checks out. But it is it is weird that uh, over the course of like again because we make a lot of picks over the course of the year. You figure you uh, like that's the that's literally the only team that all three of us who make uh, a lot of picks uh, over over the course of a year. Um, yeah, just you, you, for for even one to slip through the cracks, I think is is yep. uh, is pretty crazy. So I didn't uh, bet I didn't bet Denver to the last two weeks. The last two weeks, yeah. So there was that, and yeah. I went one and one, even though they won both games. Yeah, Garrett Bowles owes me some money. Oh, Garrett Bowles, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> that, we were just was... talking about this off uh, before we started the podcast. Like offensive tackle is like that's the first thing that they've got to be looking at in the draft. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um. I mean, I guess we should talk before we get into the wild card week. Uh, let me just bring up the actual list of NFL teams here and see if there's any uh, team that we should discuss. Uh, one we should discuss is the team I just accidentally said their last name. Uh, the Washingtons hired Ron Rivera. I've got a hot take about that. Go ahead. I uh, respect Ron Rivera. I think he's a good head coach. He's done a good job in Carolina for a long time, but it literally does not matter in any way, shape, or form. For that particular franchise, you mean? Right. Yeah. Just because, at like, and and I know this is going to sound dark, but I tweeted it and I stand by it. Um, if you're a fan of the Washington team mm-hmm. and you want the team to be a consistent NFL winner, you're cheering for one of two things: one, Daniel Snyder to sell the team; two, Daniel Snyder to die. Those yeah. are the only two outcomes. Mm-hmm. Because you say say what you will about some of the other like you know brash North American sports owners, and there are some I think that hold their teams back from being good. Jerry but Jones. in the other, yeah, Jerry Jones, yeah, sure. But the, Jerry Jones, the talent evaluator, actually brings some good things to the table. You know what I mean? Like they've actually drafted pretty well under Jerry. Um, Snyder brings nothing good to the table, and he no. gets in the way. And and the, the thing about Jerry is Jerry's fiercely loyal like, to a fault, obviously. The fact that Jason Garrett isn't fired as we're doing this podcast shows us that. Yeah. But uh, Jer- Jerry, as much as there are some things where you're like, okay, Jerry, you messed that up, or this can become a little bit of a circus. Jerry, I don't think, precludes the Cowboys from being successful. No, they, Snyder they, they does that. Off wins. Yeah. Yeah. Snyder does that for the Washington team. And, well, look at it this way. I know it was 25 years ago, but Jerry owns three Super Bowl rings. Yeah. 
Daniel Snyder will never, ever, ever own three Super Bowl rings. No. So much would have to go insanely right for that to happen. Yeah. Here's what it's I'll just, say. It, it just him being there precludes the team from being consistently good. They might have, like, you know, a good season pop up here or there, whatever most NFL teams do, but him owning that team precludes them from being good. There are other bad North American sports owners, but he's in a class by himself. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about the Ron Rivera hiring in Washington for me. Uh, I think it will lead to some short-term success because I think he's he's a very good coach. But again, ultimately, uh, you know, two three years he'll 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 be out of there. I would think because uh, for all the reasons you said and more, Craig. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I I agree with you that. Uh, so I mean I mean maybe look out for uh, Washington next year. They got a lot of picks coming up if, if memory serves me because they have not been doing the usual Zans Zach's or. Jesus, the, the usual Dan Snyder. I almost said Zack Snyder there, Jesus. Uh, they have not been doing the usual uh, Dan Snyder, like throwing the checkbook and the yeah. picks around recently. So they've got that going for him, I guess, which is nice. But overall, not too much there. Now, you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. And Black Monday already occurred. Tons of guys were fired. Um about an hour before we went on this podcast, it was announced via Twitter uh, from all of the NFL guys that Jason Garrett is going to be meeting with Jerry Jones for not one, not two, but the third time uh, to discuss this. Uh, the fact that they're meeting for a third time and that we're on this podcast in the year 2020 and Jason Garrett has not been fired uh, tells me that I think Jason Garrett or that uh, – Jerry Jones is going to not pull the trigger on this. And I, I think from where I'm sitting right now, January 1st, 2020, I, I, I'm going to say that uh, Jason Garrett is will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys uh, come September. Uh, what do you think, Bill? I think if you're going to pull the trigger, you pull the trigger immediately. You don't do, you don't do a slow burn yeah. like this. So so probably you will find him there. I think they want to make it look like he's being proactive in this whole thing, but the reality is he's just going to keep the same coach. Which it it makes no sense. And I, some people might say, "Oh, the Cowboys were unlucky this year because you look at you know DVOA, they were six, mm-hmm. they're number two offense, blah blah blah." Yeah. Uh, this to me is the stat that tells you everything you know about the Dallas Cowboys and. How their talent is not, uh, you, know, you know, how you all oh, the the whole is it's greater than some of its parts. The Cowboys are the opposite of that. Some of its parts somehow is is much better than the whole. Uh, the te- the teams picking in the top five of the upcoming 2020 NFL draft would be uh, Cincinnati, but I'm more concerned with uh, two, three, four, and five, which would be the Washington team, the New York Giants, Detroit, and Miami. Uh, Dallas went six and zero against. The teams picking two through four of the upcoming NFL draft and two and six against the other NFL teams. So you went two and six against the competent teams. That's what you've done. Yeah, I feel like that's not good. Uh, and and look, that's not exclusively Jason Garrett's fault. Like they had some injuries on defense. They, uh, but like you know, they they should have been better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talents there. Yeah. They they have the number two offense in DBA. They have a good quarterback. They have a good offensive line. How are you? How are you eight and eight? They had a point differential of plus one hundred. Now again, a lot of those points are racked up against those bad teams we were just talking about. But that's where we're at. Uh, I'm looking at the list. Yeah, I, I just I can't believe they're they're. 
I mean, the only explanation I can think of for Dallas is they delayed firing him because they wanted to dip their toe out, like just wade the waters. Yeah, what's you, out you, there. You, call, you call Lincoln Riley to see yeah. if he'll and you then, call Matt Rule, see if he'll come. Like some of these big time college coaches. Yeah. That 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 might be it. But like Could you not make those phone calls? After uh, he fired? Weeks ago? Yeah. Like I think that their their thought process would have yeah, A, you could have made them weeks ago. B, yeah. their thought process might be, um, hey, maybe like we're gonna call some people and Jason Garrett's gonna be the best option. If that's what you think, your process is flawed though. Your process is flawed. Yeah, even I, like, even even Tony Romo a few times this year has said like Jason Garrett, what are you doing? And and Tony Romo played for Jason Garrett for a long time. Yeah, he's uh, uh, you know uh, like uh, uh, Troy Aikman, the guy who was the starting quarterback when Jason Garrett was the Cowboys backup quarterback, yeah. has said a few times this year like this is this is getting a little much for me. Michael yeah. Irvin also played yeah. with Jason Garrett has said well, you know it's probably best to uh, to move along here. And these are people that have Jerry's ears, but like yeah. uh, like. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what they do, but I'm I'm surprised that it's taken them this long. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. A uh, couple teams I want to talk about uh, before, and then and then I, I'll ask you a couple questions about the records against the spread for some of these teams. Uh, Chicago Bears announced they will bring Mitch Trubisky back for 2020. Uh, would you say it is time for uh, Bears fans to panic, Craig? Yes, I would. Uh, I cannot even remotely understand this. No. Like, if, if if you search around for quarterbacks, you spend an offseason doing that, you, not even getting to the draft, but you get into March and you look around and you realize, okay, they got the Panthers aside of they're keeping Cam Newton, Tampa Bay franchises, Jameis Winston, who up and down, yes, but I think that he's better than Mitch Trubisky. I think that much is clear. Um, and, you know, other NFL quarterbacks don't just, you know, shake loose, I suppose. And you say, okay, Mitch is the best guy we can get, mm-hmm. and we're going to run it back. I would think that's unlikely, but I would at least be able to like wrap my head around that from an evaluation perspective. I cannot for the life of me figure out why they decide to announce now that they're bringing Mr. Brisky back. Like, what's going to happen in these playoffs? Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Tom goddamn Brady is a free agent. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying he'd go to the Bears, like, but like, if you're Tom Brady, isn't that the sort of spot you'd want to go to? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, and, and there's all sorts of rumors. Hey, maybe Tom Brady's going to move on for New England this year. Like, okay, like, it, it, Tom Brady's probably going to want to go to a team where they already have all the pieces except the quarterback. The Bears sound like that team to me. Yeah. So, I don't get this. Not I don't only get- that, but there's, like, I mean, you announced this before the draft? Before? Like, yeah. I don't know. The Bears are going to have, I mean, I'm not going to say anybody's going to be there for them, but, like, it well, would the, Bear, be- the Bears' first-round pick belongs to Oakland. True, so let's but like, would we that. be shocked if they found a guy? Like, out, would we be outright shocked if they decided to take a quarterback, just like just a feeler guy uh, in third or fourth round, and we started hearing buzz that, oh, you know, he's he's getting some first team reps there, and probably he might actually he's challenging Trubisky for that starting job and stuff like that, right? Like, that's I a thing that could happen. That's yes, something that could easily happen because Mitch Trubisky is very bad at playing quarterbacks. So, <laughs> Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Yeah, there's a guy. Like, why, why, like, why haven't just like, in, like, if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year, then yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's probably the starting quarterback next year because Drew Brees says, "All right, everybody, I'll see you later." Yeah. But I don't know if the Saints can win the Super. Like, what? Th- this is why you don't make these decisions now. No. Like, this is this is this is the, the definition of why yeah. you don't make these types of choices now. No. Now that said, this is just is Marcus Mariota said. better than Mr. Trubisky? Um. 
probably, but the difference is negligible there for me, right? Okay. Well, yeah. if, if that's the case, fine. But uh, Marcus Mariota is an option. Money. Yeah, that would come down to money for me on, on right. both of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But Marcus Mariota is an option, is the moral of the story. Understand? Yeah, under, understandable. I, I mean, is Nick Foles better than Mr. Bitsky? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, so. I, I'll, I'll guarantee you right now he's an option. Yep. That's true. Wow. <laughs> that's that's going to be something. You don't uh, think Jacksonville wants to trade Nick Foles? Yeah, they do. <laughs> you can get him for free, probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Bill, but I'm pretty excited to have Mitch Trubisky uh, play two more games yep. against the Lions. So, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get we get Mitch Trubisky two more times a year <laughs> for the foreseeable yep. future. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. Last thing I wanted to talk about. We did it, you guys. We did it. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. And like, here's the thing. Um, Rise of Skywalker. No spoilers, uh, but that was the end of an era. Lackluster. Game of Thrones, eight to ten years, however it was, because I know they took some years off. Kind of biffed the ending. the the best The best ending in 2019, the best the best season finale in 2019. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston, 30 for 30. Oh my God! Yeah. Just you you cannot no, I don't... script that. Like if I'd have handed that to you guys as a script. In a movie, you guys would have fired it back and been like, "We got to come up with something more realistic." The <laughs> fact that he threw the 30th interception as a pick six in overtime, yeah, that's a little much. Yeah, and the fact like he threw the first one like midway through the first, and I'm like, "Oh God, we got three and a half quarters to to get this," and then it just wasn't happening, and you're kind of sizing up the game. And then they've got the ball with like two minutes left, but Atlanta's got the timeouts, and it's just like. It's like, okay, okay, if they don't throw it here, I got to hope Atlanta ties it up. And then Atlanta ties it up with like five seconds left. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, what if it, and then all of a sudden it was just like, what if it's the pick six in overtime? And I'm like, I was like thinking about the line from, uh, from Blazing Saddles where it's like, Jameis Winston pick six in overtime. Ah, shit, that's too cruel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but by God, it happened. Yeah, it certainly did. I mean, we'll uh, never, was... we'll never see that again. Honestly, no, because I, the next guy, the next guy you approach is 30 is going to stop playing quarterback before he gets to 30. Well, that's yeah. exactly – I would even argue that they – like, I don't care if he's throwing four touchdowns a game. Take him out. You can't win throwing that many interceptions. <laughs> did you hear his interview after the game? Yes, I did. This is an incredible quote. This is, like, this is almost exactly what he said. Almost exactly what he said. Well, if I didn't have those interceptions, I'd be the greatest quarterback who ever lived. Or <laughs> something like this. Well, something yeah, it was like, yeah. Akin was, to that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd be the best or something. Like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, oh, really? well, Jameis, you're not wrong about yeah. that. Uh, if I the game, I would have won it. Yeah, that's a pretty big if, though, buddy. That's a pretty big if. <laughs> it's like he says that, and I'm like, Martin Prince, tell me more. <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about here? Tampa Bay Buccaneers sneakily had the number five defense in DVOA. Really? Wow. Well, they had to. They got they a, lot the of, number... a lot of time on the field. Yep. <laughs> they, yeah, they did. Uh, they had the number five defense in DVOA. They had two all pro caliber talents at receiver and a very good offensive line. Mm-hmm. And they finished seven and nine. Yeah. That's not this, what you though. want. Winston doesn't throw an interception this year. They probably finish what thirteen and three. Yeah, 
Like probably yeah, better. If they I just, believe. I believe if if Jameis Winston threw zero interceptions as opposed to thirty, that they would have won more games. That's, yeah. that's some good analysis. But like, of all the things you need to fix in the offseason, if you could just get him to stop throwing interceptions, they or, have a phenomenal football team. And here's cut here's in a, half, right? Yeah. Like instead of thirty, get it down to fifteen. Th- this yeah, can be down to one a game. Yeah. And Bruce Arians kind of like led us to believe he's going this way. Yeah. The other option you have is to uh, find someone other than Jameis Winston to play quarterback. Yeah, yeah, oh Which... yeah, and I don't, I don't think that was even subtle by Bruce. Quite frankly, yeah. Craig, I think that was like I yeah. had a heart attack a couple of years, or was it a stroke or a heart attack? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I cannot have a quarterback throwing thirty interceptions again. It's just I'm not gonna have it. No. <laughs> basically, what he said, right? Like. Oh, yeah, he's man. that's another spot where, like, again, I don't think Tom Brady's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneer this year, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if the stuff about Brady leaving the Patriots is just smoke or what, but they've got all the pieces. Maybe not all the pieces, but they've got most of the pieces, but they're just missing the one big one. Yeah, I, th- I think the Brady stuff is. First off, I'll say this: uh, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I do not think uh, Tom Brady is capable of winning a Super Bowl outside of that New England system at 43 years of age. Mm, yeah, that that's probably... I don't even know if... Like, I don't even know if Tom Brady's capable of winning a Super Bowl at this point. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah. perhaps they've been sandbagging the I, entire time. Yeah, but I like, just think, though, that, like, let's just say that, you know, if, if, you, if you put Tom Brady on the Chiefs mm-hmm. and you have Andy Reid calling the plays... Oh yeah, that, that's like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I I just don't think it has to be New England. That's all. But yeah, well, it's got to be. It's two or three teams top. Yeah. like is infrastructures tops is the yes, is, is what I I'm think trying that's to, fair say. to say. Like like we, you mentioned Chicago earlier. There, if Tom Brady goes to Chicago, I'm like sure they'll probably win some games. But I don't think he gets them over the top at four. And again, I want to make sure I say this at 43 years of age, which he will be next year. Uh, so there's that. Uh, who do you guys think was the worst team against the spread this year? Worst team against the yeah. spread. This was the least. So the team, the, the team that the gambling for... community, the team that the gambling community just didn't have a clue on. Yeah. Um, Chargers. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, actually, the Green Bay Packers did very well against the spread. They were 10 and 6. Really? Uh, I thought well, they had a bunch of wins where they didn't cover, but maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, they had a bunch Seattle of, might be one. They had all those tomato cans. Uh yeah, Seattle, yeah. yeah, Seattle 7, 8 and 1, so below. Yeah. Uh Bill, you were very close to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers were second last. They were 4, 10 and 2. Uh the two pushes uh pushed them above the Chicago Bears who were 4 and 2 against the spread 4 and 12, sorry, against the spread. Um, so that, uh, that chargers was, was great by you. Now one team and one team only was the champion of, uh, the, the spread bowl champion, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, would you care to guess who that is? Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's gotta be the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens were second. If only for one, they, push. Had, they had so many blowout wins. They had one push that, they, okay. They were 10, five and one. Uh, so were the Chiefs. The Chiefs were ten five and one. The Los Angeles Rams were ten five and one as well. And the Green Bay Packers, I mentioned, were ten and six. They were all in in a in a weird tie for second. New, or- there. New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints were eleven and five. Yeah, wow. eleven and five against the spread. Seven and one are on the road. 
Yeah, they they were the best road team against the spread this year, seven on one. So good for them. Now that was the regular season. Uh, our drive to attempt to go eleven and zero in the playoffs against the spread begins now with the Saturday wild card matchups. The first matchup, four thirty five. The Bills of Buffalo, welcome back to the playoffs, even though they were in there a couple years ago. But This, uh, this feels like more, more like a playoff game because they're not playing Jacksonville. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and also the team that they got in with last time, it, it was Tyrod Taylor, I believe, and they yeah. sneaked in on the last day. This this feels more, somewhat more legit. Uh, the Houston Texans will be the opponent. This game is in Houston. The Texans, as of us talking are a short home favorite at minus two and a half. What do you think, Bill? I, I, this is the one that I had the hardest time calling. Um, I, I think even though it's only two and a half, I think I like the points here. I, I'm, I'm envisioning a very close game here, so I think I take uh, Buffalo on this one. The Buffalo Bills were 9-6-1 and one against the spread. Six one and one on the road, Craig. So they did most of their spread damage on the road. The Houston Texans seven eight and one total. They were two and six at home. Uh, they were one of the worst home teams against the spread this year. Yeah, I kind of like Buffalo. Mm. I, you know, I I I I, I just I, I I don't trust this Houston team. I think the Bills, you know what you're getting every week. They're going to play good, solid defense. Yeah. They're going to be uh, uh, difficult to move the ball on. Uh, and I think that uh, Houston's going to be susceptible to some big plays. There's going to be a big John Brown touchdown, a long John Brown touchdown in this game. Give me the Bills and the points. I'm I'm gonna you're gonna take the Bills. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that and we'll we'll make all our picks uh, as yeah. we go. So you're gonna say Buffalo plus two and a half. I think I am just gonna stick with the gambling ad because I'm with Bill on this one. I couldn't I couldn't pick. So I, I'm just gonna go with what I know and I'm I'm just gonna take the the gambling adages and, and take the home team. That's the short home favorite. Um, I might come to regret that game time if, say, like Will Fuller is hurt <laughs> again, and because that's uh, some of the some of the issues with the Texans is, is a couple of their guys are, are uh, questionable right now. Uh, do you have anything to add to this one, Bill? Not particularly. I I think Craig hit it where I think this is going to be. It's going to be tough for Houston to move the ball, and Buffalo might get a couple here and there. Um, but I'll take a couple extra points and assume that they're going to play solid D. So you're going to take Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you guys have Buffalo, and I am going to take Houston in that game. Uh, next up, eight fifteen, primetime Saturday night matchup. The Tennessee. I'm excited Titans. for this one. Yes, me too. The Tennessee. This might Titans be the one I'm most excited for this weekend. Versus the New England Patriots. What are you doing here? Playing on a Saturday in Wild Card Weekend? What do you know? Uh, let me give you guys the numbers. Uh, this actually, this uh, line actually moved a little bit. It opened up at Titans plus five and a half and the sharps came in and hammered it down to uh patriots minus four and a half uh let me give you the numbers the tennessee titans were nine and seven against the spread on the road five and three the new england patriots nine and seven as well against the spread and were four and four at home so not much to gleam uh from the overall regular season stats 
the New England Patriots are currently uh, laying minus four and a half. What do you think, Craig? I want the Titans. I do too. Uh, let me preface I... that by saying there's a chance this gets down to three if if the Sharps yeah. keep hammering it, and if it gets down to three, I like the Patriots. If you can if you can find this. Uh, if you can get the Patriots just getting the field goal, I like the Patriots. But at the four and a half, I will be picking Tennessee. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, I just think that um, Tennessee's game plan here is going to be pound the ball a ton of Derrick Henry and try to just make it so that Patriots pass defense, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, isn't, a, isn't a huge factor. So you see a lot of Derrick Henry, maybe some screens, maybe some Ryan Tannehill design runs, which have been good for the Titans this year, those plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Tannehill's been so good for them. Yeah. Like, Jesus, he ever been good. Uh, no, I, I like the Titans just because I think that, um, to me, if you're the Patriots, what you don't want to see is that team that pounds the ball and that team that just runs it really efficiently and that can block it really well. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots had a lot of interest in seeing Derrick Henry this weekend. No. Uh, uh, so give me give me the Titans. Yeah, they were the they were hoping this was Duck Hodges coming into yeah. <laughs> New yeah. England. Or you know what? Or maybe they could have just beaten the Miami Dolphins and not have to worry about playing at all this that's weekend. That's true, hmm. yeah. Like, oh, man. That was, that was our best call. I, I, sorry, I forgot to mention that earlier when I was doing our rundown. Our best call of the year came in week 16, hilariously, or week 17, hilariously enough, when all three of us picked the Miami Dolphins uh, as a 16-point underdog who outright won. So, yeah. yeah, against New England at home on the yeah. road. I so, made uh, yeah. I made uh, quite a bit of money week 17 gambling yeah. and, and the heck of a lot more if I had the guts to just bet the Dolphins on the money line. But oh, yeah. well, well I, had, I, yeah, <laughs> I did I, bet them against the spread and that paid off. Week 17 was ultimately profitable for me, but it was only barely profitable because of your boy Garrett Bowles there. If he hadn't done what he did and he knows what he did. <laughs> uh, Titans getting four and a half. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys love them Titans, but I, I'm not sure I can pull the trigger. I, I think going into Foxborough, like I, I know they they did not impress last week, but I, I don't see any way that they, they don't scheme this a little bit better than they've schemed Tannehill in the past. Like they're gonna make them throw, and, and I don't know that Tannehill's gonna be able to do as much. Um, four and a half, you have it at? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I'm going to wait till it's three. So I'm going to go ahead and pass. No, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take New England. I'll take New England. I, I like I, I like them to bounce back. I do. Uh, New England. I mean, it's it's if you're pick, if you're picking New England here, I think you're just you're, you're picking that they will will get it together. And, and who knows you, you, if you're right, Bill. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to go, what the hell was I thinking betting against the Patriots? Yeah, yeah exactly. All, yeah. Right? Like, obviously, I'll be thinking that. That said, there is just so much statistical analysis to suggest that if the Titans had just started with, Tan- with, with Tannehill at the beginning of the year. This is a 10-11 win team. Yeah, this is this is exactly. This is a, a, a 10 or 11 win team. I mean, even they even won a couple of games with Mary. Or they, actually, didn't they only win the one? Didn't they open the season with a win against Cleveland? Like they, they threw did. out Cleveland, so that that right. lets you know what was going on in Cleveland. That Tennessee came in to scored like forty points or something right. with Marcus Mariota in so here, week one. Here, here's how it went for them with Mariota at quarterback. It was the first six weeks of the season. The blowout win in Cleveland, yeah, lost by two uh, at home against Indy with yeah. Tannehill. That's a win. Yeah, uh, they scored seven points in Jacksonville on a Thursday night. Ugh. 
Yeah. With Tango, uh, they, that's a win. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> they beat they beat Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They scored seven points in Buffalo mm-hmm. and lost fourteen to seven. And then this is the game that Tan Hill took over. They lost in Denver sixteen to nothing, Ooh. which is a weird score for an NFL game. Yeah. And then from the Tannehill era onwards, yeah. uh, they have uh, three losses. Uh, one at Carolina, which is weird. Uh, a really close, really good game in Houston that they lost by three. And then they lost at home against the Saints. Yeah, which that happens. Uh, I, I, I think this is going to be a very good football game. Yep. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, Craig, you laid it out there earlier. Tennessee has the, 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 the type of formula that you want when you're facing the new England Patriots. Pound, uh, yeah. Run the they ball, don't, they don't want you to run the, the clock. clock. They want you, they yeah. want you to try to throw it. They want to confuse your yes. quarterback. Win a 21, uh, 10 game. Sort yeah. Of, is sort Over of under for this nonsense. game, by the way, is 44. And I love the under. Yeah. That's not bad actually. Uh, although the Patriots have that nasty habit of scoring a lot of points at the end of the first half, <laughs> so which, which uh, you know, chews into that. Um, but yeah, like I mean, if the Patriots win, sure, good on them. You don't make you don't make uh, a lot of money betting against the New England Patriots. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it uh, this this one time right now. I could like I, I could see the Patriots winning this on. game and they're still covering. Like yeah, like, couldn't the Patriots win this game in overtime? Or by yeah, by a classic Patriots yeah. field goal. Field yeah. goal. Yeah. Uh, so, Bill, you took New England officially? Yep. I am going to take the Titans and the points. Craig, official pick. Good, sir. Titans and the points. Titans and the points. All right. All right. So we head to Sunday night, uh, 105. Ya boys, Bill. The Minnesota Vikings are heading into New Orleans. Let me get you the numbers here. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, 9-7 and seven against the spread. 4-4 four and four away. So, you know, they're putting in some work. Uh, we mentioned earlier that the New Orleans Saints were the uh, spread champion this year at 11 and five. Shockingly, only four and four at home because, as I mentioned, they were seven and one on the road. So both of these teams coming in with a four and four record uh, spread-wise in this game. The New Orleans Saints are laying eight points. Oh my lord! This to me was the easiest spread pick of the week. Uh, yep. The Minnesota Vikings. This. Um, I get that this is more of a we're showing the Saints respect than disrespect to the Minnesota Vikings. That's how I took it anyway, Bill. Maybe you you feel differently because this is your team. But uh, the Vikings getting eight uh, is one of the easiest playoff spread picks uh, you'll probably have to have to make in your life. What do you think, Bill? I think anyone with a short memory looking at Minnesota the last two weeks, um, eight seems pretty reasonable to me. But the reality is they're a very good team, and I don't think they need to be coughing up eight to – I'd argue anybody anywhere. Uh, so I take Minnesota here. And this is this, this six five. Maybe I, I I lean towards New Orleans, but eight is his. This is also the rubber match, I believe, of two insane playoff matchups between these two teams. Like when I think playoff rivalries, I don't exactly think Viking Saints. But if something happens in this game, then all of a sudden we have to say Viking Saints because initially there was the Brett Favre interception back in 09 that was, you know, ridiculous. And then, of course, there was the Minnesota Miracle or the Minneapolis Miracle or whatever uh, the last time these two teams hooked up. So weird stuff happens. I just hope something crazy happens in this game. And uh, I would like the score to be close enough that uh, it can occur because I'm going to take the plus eight. Uh, Where are you on this one, Craig? 
This is the one that I spent the most time thinking about. Interesting. Um, I thought it was going to be like when I was guessing these lines. I think I texted you this, Pierce. I thought it was going to be like six and a half, maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, it actually uh, it did open up at six. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's yeah. Eight. It did open up at six and a half. Um, a lot of people bet the crap out of it, and now it's at eight. So yeah, a chance that if the Saints win by exactly a touchdown, uh, Vegas is going to be very upset. Uh, I think I've got to hit the Vikings just because it's such a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this is going to go one of two ways. I, I think you're going to know in the first quarter how you feel about this bet. Uh, the Saints, I could see them coming off and just blowing the doors off. Mm-hmm. And then you're regretting it instantly because I don't think the Vikings are a team that's going to do a whole lot of come from behind stuff. Yeah. But if this game is 7-7 in the first quarter, you're going to be feel real good about where you're at with the Vikings. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think I'm going to take the Vikings. I think they keep it close. I'm not sure they win, but I think they keep it close. Yeah. Oh, they'll win. And, <laughs> here's, and, and here's the thing, though. Just based on the, the last couple of times the Saints season has come to an end, if it is close and it's like down to those final moments or whatever it happens to be, like I think if you're a Saints fan – if something that happens in the Superdome that's weird, Saints fans are going to, like, as a collective, be like, Ugh, and you're going to feel yeah. that energy in the building. Yeah, you for sure will. For sure will. Um, I'm taking Minnesota plus the eight. Bill, what's your official pick, good sir? Vikings. Minnesota and Craig? Oh, Vikings, yes. Yeah, so our first... If this Sweet. if this was six and a half or even seven, like well maybe yeah. not seven, but this was six and a half, I'd have, I've I've had to thought even harder, think even harder about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- with it at the eight, it's it was that yeah. was the easiest I've ever seen in my life. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Let me get you the numbers here. The Seattle Seahawks seven eight and one against the spread. Were five two and one against the on the road, so they did most of their damage on the road. Uh, two and six at home. The once proud, twelfth uh, man, looking a little weak. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles seven and nine against the spread, so neither team doing great. The Eagles three and five at home. They were even four and four on the road, so not much to discern from there. Um, here's what I'll say. It may be years before we get a playoff home dog. Uh, that doesn't include a game with the New England Patriots in it. So I guess is, I should I should probably add that little caveat. Um, this is the sharp play. Uh, this game opened up at uh, Eagles or sorry at uh, I think there was a minus one and the public came in on the like the public is all over the Seahawks right now. The sharps are all over the Eagles. I'm 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 with them. I'm taking the Eagles. Plus the two, I'm I'm not passing up on a home dog in the playoffs. Uh, I've been saying for a while that the Seahawks are kind of just Russell Wilson, which fine. Uh, both of these teams are banged up to an insane degree. The Seahawks at the running back position, the Eagles at the receiving position. Um, that said, I'm just I, I see a home team getting points, and I'm. Like these teams are like they're not really. Seattle finished eighth in DVOA. Philadelphia finished eleventh. Philadelphia was hurt all year. Seattle just mostly pulled games out of their asses. I'm I'm just taking Philly plus the two. What do you think, Craig? Uh, this is one that I'm not betting until right before game time because I want to know as much about yeah. the Eagles uh, the Eagles that's, situation as that's possible. That's a great point by you. I, I I'm taking Philadelphia right now plus the two. If you are actually betting money on this game. And we always say get the best of the number, 
wait till this game starts uh, is Matt Pierce's uh, recommendation because uh, you'll be able to get the Eagles plus three. Yeah, but here's the thing. If Zach Ertz isn't part of this, like, it's all well and good to go into the New York and beat the Giants. But if they can't, like, we already know that Brandon Brooks is going to be part of this game. If Zach Ertz isn't part of it, we know that Alshon Jeffrey won't be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think i got to take Seattle. I know it's, you know, I'm, I'm giving up points on the road here, but I just think that Russell Wilson's going to go in there. And, and look, the Eagles secondary hasn't been great in the best of times this year. I know they've been better lately, but I think that the, the, the Seahawks go in there and score some points. I'll take Seattle. The, 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 the only thing I say is if you're considering betting on the Eagles, see who the actives and inactives are before you make that decision. That's yeah. that's all I want to say. Yes, you got to wait if you're actually placing money. We're just make, we're making these picks now cuz it's what we do on this pod, but my official recommendation for this game is wait till uh, till Sunday because this game will move to Eagles minus or sorry, the Eagles plus 3. I no guess. contact for Zachary yeah. practice today by the way. Yeah, that's probably smart. Uh Billy, what do you think on this one? Seahawks getting two on the road. You know what? I think they're fairly evenly matched teams, but if you if you ask me to bet on a depleted backfield or a depleted receiving core, I'm going to bet on the backfield. I think next man up is a lot easier for a running back than it is for mm-hmm. pass catchers. Uh, so I like that Seattle, they might not get five yards of carry. They might knock it down to four because they got a 68-year-old Marshawn Lynch running the ball. But I still think they'll be able to control the clock, and that'll be the, the determinant here. So I'll take Seattle. All right, so that's your official pick, Seattle minus the two? Yep. I obviously expressed my interest in the Eagles plus the two. Craig, uh, your official recommendation for this game. I'll take the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, One question. If uh, NFL football fields were 99 yards instead of 100 and the Seahawks uh, were not playing this game and it was the 49ers instead, what do you think this line would have been? Uh, 49ers versus Eagles, you mean? Yeah. The 49ers Uh, are going into Philadelphia. Probably Niners get a full field goal, right? Uh, 49ers get a full field goal. I think it's in Vegas zone. I think I think the 49ers getting four, four and a half, sure, yeah. maybe even five no, I, on, on I the road. I would say more than a field goal. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, I, even, I wonder if it, I. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I wonder if they get a full seven on the road. Based on on how dominant they look versus how you know not sort of dominant the Eagles. But it'd look. be right after they lose to Seattle, right? True. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Hmm. Really crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wonder if it was first goal minus seven. Yeah, well, guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll uh, never know. But yeah, I, uh, I think I, I think I want Seattle unless the Eagles get real healthy real quick. Kind of a weird game to end on, end the week on. Isn't yeah, that, isn't that the weirdest one to yeah. end the week on? Yeah, I kind of thought that the, uh, I thought the Sunday at four game was going to be New England Tennessee. Yeah. I guess yeah. I guess you got to snatch that up though for the prime time on Saturday. That yep. I guess that that makes sense to me. Uh, the, I, but I mean, I like all four of these matchups. I gotta say, like like Bills Texans, um, you know, might end up being the worst. But I mean, they're they're there's good players and good football to be had in there. Titans Patriots, we know is yep. is probably going to come down to the, to it's probably going to have a white knuckle ending. Saints Vikings, li, li, you could talk me into literally anything happening. <laughs> yeah. that game like you could like if that same... game if that game is close something weird is going to happen exactly, at the end right yeah because those two franchises are not care- capable of playing normal playoff games yeah it's just <laughs> like it's... weird stuff happens yeah it's it's just yeah there'll be a weird thing where it's like like here's what i'll say that game is if it's close 
is most likely to have uh, thousands of reaction videos posted on YouTube after yes. the game is over. Yeah, right? like, I think that's uh, that's uh, a good way to, to look at it. Yeah, so uh, and even Seahawks Eagles is intriguing in terms of like, what the fuck is going to happen in this game, <laughs> right? Like, son of a these thing. What's uh, the matchup you most want to see next weekend? Because there's like obviously um, each. Uh, each team that's on a bye this week has one of three potential teams they might play next week. Yeah. What's the matchup that, oh, I really hope this happens next week? Is it like, is it Saints Packers? Titans versus, who cares? Uh, <laughs> it'll be Titan, Titans Ravens if that happens. Yeah, Titans Ravens. That's the one I want to see because yeah. New England is out. <laughs> so. Good one. Good one. Yeah, so there's that one. Um,. Yeah, do the, uh, who, do, who do the Packers get? The Packers get Packers will get the Saints, yeah. or if the Saints do not win, they'll get the winner of Seattle and Philadelphia. Okay, so let's hope that. Yeah, I hope they get the Saints. <laughs> so, sorry, Bill. Uh, <laughs> I just it's for the greater good <laughs> of Green Bay. Just not. What was Green Bay doing here anyway? God, I hate this. <laughs> well, the fact that the, the Saints finished thirteen and three and don't get a buy is stupid. The NFC, yeah. this, NFC this season was stupid. Yeah, so, yeah. It's sometimes it's weird. It, like because this is basically the opposite version of of. Uh, of when you see like a seven and nine team get in the playoffs, right? This was kind of the opposite where it's like, wow, the top teams were good and the bottom teams were so bad that we had three, three, uh, three, 13 win teams in, in one conference. Oh God. Uh, anything you guys want to say as far as the over unders for this game? Anything, uh, you mentioned earlier, Craig, that you like Tennessee and new England in the under. I, I tend to agree with you there. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the under that in that game. Uh, I'm not I, like none of the other ones jumped out to me as as being over unders that I that I really wanted. Uh, although Bills Texans is 42 and a half, that kind of feels like an under to me, especially if you think Buffalo's yeah. going to cover. Yeah. If you like the Saints, I, I think you got to go the over. Um, this the way the Saints if the Saints are going to yeah. win and cover they're going to score some points. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to need to score quite a bit. Yeah. Plus, that yeah. one's forty nine. That one's forty nine. Yeah, I'm, that I would maybe kind of lean to the over in that one, although that's such a square pick. But I could easily see this game being like twenty eight, twenty eight with yeah. twenty minute with like you know three minutes left in the game, right? And it's like, well, here we are. Um, anything else you guys want to add for Wild Card Weekend before we get out of here? Oh, I think we're good. Right, Looking I forward think. to it, I, I, especially yeah. especially Saturday night. Very excited for Saturday night's game. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Once again, we are on Google Play and Stitcher as well. So uh, check out those. Uh, and uh, Spotify also. Uh, we're on there. So we're on pretty much any anything you, you catch your pods on. Um, if you want to duck out for star wars spoilers do now uh bill you just got out of rise of skywalker uh yep. give me give me your quick opinion on that one god you know what it was it was worth going to see it was pretty formulaic but still very interesting and always an always a fun world to jump into for a little bit craig you also saw it rebuttal uh it was fine i guess i don't know i i like some of it i didn't i didn't hate the fact i like some of the plot stuff was was a little bit dumb and weird but uh yeah. I, like, I, I enjoyed the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Because, like, I, when, when we did our big one, I, I was about an hour and a half out of having seen it. 
so I didn't really have any like I didn't really have any ironclad takes at the time because I was still kind of like digesting it. But my thing was mostly like, hey, I didn't like that, and I did like that, and I didn't like that, and <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was all fresh off the press. But uh, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, eh, probably could have been better. But like, it's not yeah. like it was a fucking god awful trash film. It was just like, no, no, I would say if you had to rank them out of nine, I'm putting that one, you know, maybe in the middle four or five. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's bad. Uh, the Mandalorian is much better, is what I'll say. The Mandalorian is much better. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, we will uh, at some point, either this week or next week, but perhaps later on this week, uh, we will we will discuss the Mandalorian. We will, we will finish this. I'm, I'm thinking early next week after actually probably around the time. Uh, I, I think we'll talk the divisionals next week, and then and then we'll discuss the Mandalorian a little more so, a little more time because I just want to sit down and watch football. I don't want to worry about recording the Mandalorian. So, but we will do that because I do want to talk about it because it was really good. Uh, Craig Needles, Bill Needles, as always, uh, it was great doing this with you guys, and uh, good luck on your picks going forward, and good luck to your Vikings, Bill. Thanks, sir. All right, take care, everybody. Cool, so-